Okay, and welcome back, everybody. Uh, we warned you last week, and it did come true. We got a lot to talk about this week, and I'm sure as hell we will be talking about it even more next week. Chase, how are you doing tonight? Guzik, I'm doing good. How about you, man? Uh, good. Well, like I said, we want to jump right into this. I will be drinking Miller Lite because it is Friday night, and I will be hitting the bar after this. So I will go with my natural Friday routine with a 12-pack of Miller Lite. Classic. I like it. Um, what do I got here? Got a couple of IPAs again. Some local Charlotte breweries once again. Trying to try a good amount of them. Get them, get them some recognition on the show. Uh, I've got from Noda Brewing Company. Hot Cakes. Imperial Indian Pale Ale. Love and, that name. Uh, oh yeah. Love that name. Uh, it's got a it's got a giant stack of pancakes on the can with cool with syrup on it. Um, cool. I'm gonna be honest though, it's it's gonna be pretty hard to drink during this episode, but I'll get it down, no big deal. Cause we're drunk in brownie bits. We ain't no pussies. Um it's ten point two percent alcohol though, so that's pretty cool um, for being a beer. Uh, my next one is from Sycamore Brewing, Countryside American IPA. Uh, this is 6%. So, And then I will also be drinking some Miller Lights here or there. So it's, we got a good episode on store for you guys. A um, lot to talk about, like Guzik said. But we're going to have fun with it. I'm not going to promise any hour episode ever again. So I don't think it's going to happen. But let's go ahead. Let's do this. Let's jump right in. I'm ready. All right. You ready for this one? Uh, we want to start off the show by wishing a special happy birthday to our Cleveland Browns starting right guard, Kevin Zeitler, as he turns. Oh, wait. What's that? Oh, he, he was traded. He was Traded on his birthday to, to the Giants. All right, never mind. Scratch that. He is no longer a Cleveland Brown, and therefore we will not be celebrating his birthday. But to get to get back to reality, the Cleveland Browns trade Kevin Zeitler and a fifth-round pick to the New York Giants for Olivier Vernon and a fourth-round pick. Chase, uh, I know I think you said you were sleeping when this broke. Uh, when you finally found out, what was your initial reaction? Um, I was expecting, so I worked night shift, went to bed. I was expecting by the time I woke up, there'd be some type of big news in the NFL, whether it was Antonio Brown or the Browns or something just based off the last few days, rumors swirling well, everywhere. To, to put it into, uh, into perspective, last year when the Browns traded for Demarius Randall, Jarvis Landry, and Tyrod Taylor – that was the same Friday as today, the Friday before the league year started. Right. And that – those were all really kind of out of nowhere. I mean, there had been, like, I guess whispers about maybe us getting Jarvis, and I didn't – I didn't know anything about Tyrod Taylor. 
Oh. And Demarius Randall for Deshaun Kaiser was that, way that, out of nowhere. Yeah, way out of nowhere. Um, but no, this is just John Dorsey showing that he's not afraid to make moves. He's he's going to be aggressive when he thinks he needs to be. Um, but when I woke up and I, I checked my phone, I saw all these updates. Um, at first, I was... I texted you right away because you had texted me. I said, I don't, I don't know exactly what I said, but. Oh, uh, you said fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? Two separate oh. texts. The first text was fuck. The second text was what the fuck. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know what to think at first. Cause I really like Kevin Zeitler. Yes. Um, yeah, I did too. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, Everybody should. It, dude's a really good guard. Top, one of the top guards in the league. Highest paid guard in the league. Exactly. So I was – and you saw how the line played at the end of last year. You, you could argue the Browns had the best interior O-line with Zeitler, Treader, and Batonio in the oh, NFL. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Top top two, top three for sure. Um, so, yeah, I was – I didn't know how I felt about losing him because of how well they played last year. And I like keeping continuity finally, because the Browns have yet to do that in the last 20 years. I know they've been bad, but you got to keep some continuity and keep your own guys. And what we, did we get a fourth round pick as well? Or we swapped or. Okay. So our fifth round pick was um, 155. So we traded that pick to the New York Giants, we get the New York Giants pick at 132. So we move up 23 spots there. So, okay, so, so yeah, so we basically kind of swapped. Picks, right. But we yeah, but we swapped. They go to the fifth. Right, so now it, instead of having one-fourth, three-fifths, and what, two-thirds, now we have two-thirds, two-fours, two-fives, and those having six picks out of those three rounds, uh, I there's no way the Browns take six players. There's no way. Right. No. It, no, you're right. I don't think so either. I think they'll try to move up in the draft for guys they like. Which now, I I was very very skeptical when I woke up and I saw all this news, but then I talked to you and it kind of started you know, convincing me a little bit because I just had it. I know Olivier Vernon, he got paid big time by the Giants a couple years ago. Yeah, after leaving Miami. And he, yeah, he's been a solid player still, but I was, I saw some stuff on Twitter and I know he hasn't really had a huge impact the past couple years. So I thought maybe, eh, you know, I didn't really – think that was worth it but then I went and looked at his stats the guy misses some time but last year he played in 11 games uh, I'll, I'll address sacks. I'll address that he had uh he suffered a high ankle sprain in the preseason or you know during training camp or whatever and a high ankle sprain is not a sign of an injury prone player most ankle sprains are kind of uh, freak accidents right so and after he he healed up from that high ankle sprain, he played the rest of the year. So 
I'm not scared about his injuries at all. I think he will be able to play uh, 16 games. And the other thing is he's very versatile. He could be a down lineman or he could be a stand-up linebacker. Exactly. I think that's big in Steve Wilkes, his scheme that he's going to run, too. Um, so, no, I, I – you all right there, uh, Dick? Yeah, yeah, just – all these beers are just falling out. Okay, yeah, we're good. All good. We're good. <laughs> All right. Um, no, yeah, no, I kind of like it now when I actually really got to sit down and go over everything and look at everything. Um, so the way this trade's really going to look like, like it's genius again by John Dorsey is if, Austin Corbett comes right in, doesn't miss a beat, is a really good lineman for years to come. We were were talking about in previous episodes, we want to see Austin Corbett play. That's something we needed to see. Uh, And it's kind of like the car. It's kind of like the Carlos, Carlos Hyde trade last year, you know? Yeah. You get rid of a guy in order to see the younger guy. Right. And like what you're saying is that, John Dorsey thinks that Austin Corbett, which he drafted, and he was projected like a first round, early second round pick last year. And the Browns oh, he was he was projected a first as a, as a first round talent. Yeah, and he, you know and he was Browns drafted. He was at thirty three. Basically, yeah, basically, you know, first round, the first, yeah, first pick in the second round. Yeah, um, so it's not like he really fell too far. No, so the guy was, you know, he was a good player. Uh, you know, ranking-wise, coming out of Nevada last year. So, John Dorsey, would you know, he's telling you by this move is that Kevin Zeitler, even though he's a really good guard, is expendable, and he gets rid of that $10 million a year or whatever, and he brings in Olivier Vernon, who's going to help us rush the passer, which we need folks, fans out there that don't pay a whole lot of t- attention besides on Sundays. We're not good on defense at all. Uh, uh, what I like to say about Olivier Vernon, uh, he's never had someone on the opposite side of the line like Miles Garrett. He's never had the guy on the other side of his line have 13 say, and a half sacks. I wanted to say that, but did he play – was Cam Wake hurt the year or the one big year with the Dolphins or? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. With the Giants, I mean. With the Giants, when his production okay. went down, he didn't right. have that guy to help him out. Right. No. Because, yeah, I was going to say, when he was in Miami, then that was the year he had, what, like 13 and a half sacks? Right, right, right. And that's what time. got him. He had that one year. He had a big, huge year right before his free agency period, and he got paid off that. Yeah, and I've I've seen people say, you know, you know, big name, but not like that big of a player. I I don't know, and I guess that's why I thought when I woke up, I didn't know if I liked it, but I I keep convincing myself more that this is a good trade because if Dorsey trusts. And we took him. So, yeah, we got to see what he can do. He's a fucking offensive lineman. Like, you took him, like, as a first-round pick, basically. And you got to see what you have in in him. So, 
Corbett will slide right in and start. And then Olivier Vernon, like you were saying, the year he was in Miami with Cam Wake, 13 and a half sacks. The guy's only 28 years old. And now you put him opposite of Miles Garrett, along with Ogunjobi and Gennard Avery and Agba back, you know, now, well, not, now maybe Agba can come in and well, well, well. Here, let's talk about Agba because either two, three things, four things could happen to him. A, he's gonna get cut. B, he's gonna get traded. C, he's gonna get moved to that three technique that we talked about Miles Garrett possibly doing, but I think that's out of the question now that you have uh, uh, Vernon. Yeah. Uh, or is, does he just become a rotational guy just so you can get fresh legs in there every you know set of downs, whatever. I think he I think Agba either gets traded or slash cut or I think more likely he's just a rotational guy, which I'm, I'm fine with. I'm not down on Agba. Uh no, I, he's a solid he's a decent player. He's not he didn't great, have, he didn't, he's not good. He didn't have the production they wanted him to, but didn't he suffer injuries? Wasn't he dealing with like an ankle problem like real early in the season? I mean, he's had fucking injuries every year. But. Okay, but but the ankle is the hardest thing to come back with because you think you're good to go, and then just, you keep re-aggravating it, keep re-aggravating it. Do you uh, know just, something about that? I mean, just from experience in high school and all that. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing. <laughs> Wait, was that and was that at a midview game? Yeah, yeah, that was that hurt like fuck. Yeah, and you guys <laughs> laughed at me. <laughs> Uh, that that was some funny ass shit. Yeah, yeah, I could have broke my left. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I remember that shit. Just hopping on one leg, screaming "fuck." Me and somebody else are just. I you and Tim. You breathe. and Tim. You and Tim and Jake. You Tim and Jake laughing their <laughs> like your asses off. <laughs> oh my god! If your ankle was actually broken. This is- Fuck you. This is way off topic. Let's get back to fucking. All right. So, so what were we talking about Olivier Vernon still? Yeah, and how that affects Emmanuel Agba's position. All right. So wait, hold on. Steve Wilkes, his scheme. It's a three-four. No, he's a four-three. It's a four-three. Yeah, it's the same as Greg. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a little different. Well, no, I mean, yeah, it's it's different. It's not the same coordinator, but it's still a 4-3 setup. Oh, okay. I don't know why I was thinking he was coming in with a 3-4. Uh, no, I think the 3-4 is kind of on its way out. I think most coordinators prefer the 4-3 now that you can have two defensive ends that are just athletic freaks going after the quarterback. I think well, the 3-4 is a little outdated now. Well, what do you think if Olivier Vernon is playing a little inside? No, no, I want him on the outside. He's not. A, he's not. A, he's not an interior defensive lineman. You don't think? No, dude. He's either a stand-up linebacker or a defensive end. He's not playing oh. the three technique. Oh, I'm just saying that because I heard. I was listening to ninety-two-three, the fan, and they had some guy. I don't. Maybe he was a New York media member. I don't know. I didn't get a name. But he was just saying that how aggressive and um, just, yeah, just all out aggressive and angry that Olivier Vernon, how he plays, and that we're going to love that. And 
what he had to say about him was that he's not a Batman, but he's a really, really good Robin. Exactly. So somebody like Miles Garrett. Exactly. So, the New York – That actually, I really agree with what that guy from New York said. That makes a lot of sense. He was, he was signed in New York to be the Batman, but he can't do it. So now he comes to Cleveland, and he's that second guy, and that's only going to up his stats. Can I just say, I just want to remind folks that, like, this guy is not like a fucking Paul Kruger type, all right? We're talking, he's a lot fucking better than Paul Kruger. We're just saying he's not like a Khalil Mack or a Miles Garrett. Or- Paul Kruger, Paul Kruger was brought here to be the Batman. And that's pathetic. He was the Robin to Terrell Suggs, and he came Barely, here to be dude. the Batman. He was, I guess, a decent Robin. That Super Bowl year, he had like 9, 10, 11 sacks. For one year, all right, whatever. Right, right. One year, he was a decent – I don't think he had 10 sacks. I'd be surprised. I don't know if – I'm not – I'm not – look it up. I don't – all right. Whatever. I think the number is nine. I think the number – fucking episode five hours long. I think the number was nine sacks. And that's good. That's – Really good. Like I said, Olivier Vernon in 11 games last year had seven. So you add in five more games, and maybe he has like 10 or 11 sacks. So he had nine sacks in 2012. Yeah. So he had one big year. He had a left year. Hold up. He had 11 sacks in 2014. Damn. That would have been the year of Brian Hoyer. Damn, he had 11 sacks that year. Holy shit. Definitely didn't seem like it. Mm-mm. Probably because of how shitty that year ended. Well, hey, Olivier Vernon, if you come in and have 11 sacks opposite of Miles Garrett, whatever he's going to have, shit. This also, this also helps out Miles Garrett. I mean, I'm not even expecting 11 sacks, but now that you say Paul Kruger had 11 sacks, fuck, maybe. If he's healthy. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about this move, and then I, I also want to go into the Giants aspect of this because I, I have a little fucking ripping on them to do. Uh, <laughs> the money, the money. Everyone says, oh, he's on this $15 million contract. He's the highest paid player on the defense. Yes, that's true. I was true. just looking at that. Yeah, I want that's, to talk about that's, that too. That's true, but the way the money works out, you cut Jamie Collins. You cut him. You It's like a $2 million cap hit but you don't pay him the $12 million you were supposed to. Uh, then you trade Kevin Zeitler. That's another $10 million gone. So you're not – it's only like a $2.5, 3000000 million cap hit for a dude that could make the Pro Bowl this year if he does what Emmanuel Agba should have done last year. Right. Yeah, and I, I think we give – I don't know what year – Agba is on his contract. This might be his contract year coming up. Because uh, he's yeah, a year ahead of Miles, I, right? I think second round picks, I think their contracts are three years with a four-year team option. That okay. would be, So this would be his fourth year? So, yeah, no, this would be his contract year. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so, no, I, I say you don't do shit with Agba. Just see how he does this year. 
with, you know, Vernon, let him rotate. So he stays fresh. So, you know, I, I, I want to keep Agba. I just, there's talent there. We know that he's had his injuries. You never know when guys just have that one year where they're not injured and they, you know, new system. So, no, I want to see what Agba does. But, no, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how Olivier Vernon plays with Miles Garrett and how Austin Corbett can fill that void now with Kevin Zeitler gone. Uh, well, Dorsey's, Dorsey's taking a chance here because, it, you know, it seems like it's just a player-for-player player trade, but it's kind of a two-for-one here because the trade only becomes successful if Olivier has a good year. Right. And Austin Corbett has a good year. If one of those players don't have a good year, then the trade's a failure. You need both those players to step up and be what you expect them to be in order for this trade to be a successful trade. Yeah. It's a little bit of a risk, but again, like this John Dorsey, he took Austin Corbett. That was his pick in, you know, almost the first round, first pick of the second round last year. So he's got to see what he has in him. So I don't, now that I'm really thinking about it, looking at it, it's actually, it's really smart. It can be. Zeitler can be smart. Yeah, but I mean, what are you going to do? That's, you got a good, solid player. You traded another good, solid player, but hey, you might have a good, solid, you know, younger player, fresher player coming in. So, John Dorsey, he – I don't think he would do this if he knew for a fact, like, Corbett was he, bad. He can't play. Yeah. He, he definitely thinks he has a chance to come in there right away and just be good. Like, he's, like, he's like solid as Zeitler. Like we said before, it's not Corbett's fault he didn't play. He's behind players that are better than him because they've been in the league. They've been to pro – Exactly. I, I he was sitting behind pro bowlers. And yeah, and it, clearly we know that he's a guard. Like he's gonna play guard. Yeah, he's he is because the... I know I know there were there were talks when he came out. Maybe you could move him to tackle, or he played a little of both in the back. No, 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 no. He, no, he didn't. Tackle wasn't in his conversation. They were saying he might be the backup center. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive because that's why they All moved. Right. Because remember, they put. For a little bit in the preseason, they put Corbett at left guard and they put Batonio at left tackle. Okay. Well, that's what I was gonna say. We clearly know that he's not a tackle. I think or else I, he would have he would have rotated in last year with I, the guys we had. I think right guard is perfect for him. I really do. Yeah, no, perfect. So what whatever I was saying, Dor- Dorsey obviously thinks he's he has talent and that he can step right in and or else uh, you don't make that trade. As we've because seen, then then you have an issue on the offensive line, and you want to protect your franchise quarterback. As we've seen before, Dorsey has no problem sticking his neck out. The dude is probably one of the best NFL scouts in the league. The dude knows talent. Hell yeah! Uh, I, I just ball. Before we end this topic, I, can we talk about if I'm a New York Giants fan? This trade. What? If I'm a New York Giants fan, pretend pretend oh, for a I second. We're, you, let's let's I look at. You said you were. No, so let's 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 look at the other side of this trade. 
does this trade mean that they believe Eli Manning can still get it done and they need to build around him? Is, is that what this trade's telling me? I'm going to say yes because they didn't take a quarterback last year. Uh, I was listening to Cleveland Browns Daily earlier in the week, and they had a reporter on from the New York media, and she said the Giants don't like Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> All right, that's fine. They obviously don't like any fucking quarterback because they had the chance to take Sam Darnold last year and didn't. Or Rosen or Josh Allen. I'm going to be honest with everybody because I don't want fucking Mikey. Mikey, if you ever listen to this, fuck you. Fuck you, Mikey. (laughs) I don't don't want him coming on here or messaging me saying, like, you loved Baker. No, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I love – I fucking – Love me some Baker Mayfield right now. All right, can but, you get to your point before you get way the fuck off topic, please? Yes, I didn't last year is what I'm saying. And I wanted Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam. You wanted Sam Darnold too. Yeah, I have a yeah. – yeah. And I still think he's going to be good. So, not saying that I like Sam Darnold and Baker's – no, but I fucking love Baker Mayfield, all right? He's awesome. He's – Good as fuck. We have our franchise quarterback. But if the Giants passed on a guy like Sam Darnold, who everybody else said that was the best quarterback in last year's draft, then why the fuck would they take somebody this year that is not as good? So, yeah, I don't think. I I don't know. If I could say I could see any other team, team that's not fucking dumb, dumb as fuck, you know, Trading for a guy like Zeitler, a really good guard, and bolstering your O-line so when you bring a rookie in, he's not getting killed. I could see that, but I – what what the fuck are they holding on to with Eli Manning? Dude, I think that they – want sucks ass. I, I think – I really think David Gettleman, Pat Shermer, and the Giants think if – I mean, where are they drafting? Five, six? Six. Okay. My guess not is a quarterback. If, if they don't, I mean, if, if they're taking a quarterback there, it's going to be Haskins. I, it, it's got to be Haskins at six. Um, you just said they don't like Haskins. I know, but so I'm saying, if you don't draft Haskins, you're not going to draft fucking Drew Locke at six. That's insane. They're not, yeah, they're not drafting a quarterback. I guarantee it. So what are they going to draft? A tackle? A defensive player? I have player? no idea, but if. I, it's it's right there. If they didn't draft Sam Darnold last year, why the fuck would they draft a quarterback this year? I mean, I get it. I get it. They're beefing up the O-line. They drafted a tackle last year. They signed Nate Solder last year. Now they got Kevin Zeitler. You have Saquon Barkley. You have Sterling Shepard. You have Odell Beckham. I get it. But if you don't have a quarterback that can throw a ball more than 15 yards, dude, what do you have? You have a stagnant, exactly. overpaid offense. That's why they're so, they're, they're so fucking dumb for uh, keeping him. And that's fine. Please. Good. I don't give a shit. I hate New York the so New York much. Giants, I hate dude, I yeah. hate all of New York so much. Fuck your fans. And, Fuck your multiple fucking teams you have. And you know who I hate more than New York? Pat Shermer. I hope he gets fired. <laughs> I thought you were going to say another city. Mm. No. Pat Shermer. Fuck you. I hope he gets fired. I really do. 
He might have been in the last 20 years. Uh, he, I, Do you think – I feel like he was the worst, and then uh, – and we're going to have to take a drink here, folks. Everybody, Hugh Jackson. Um, drink. Let me think. Yeah, Pat Shermer would have probably been the worst before Hugh, definitely. So, do, do we drink at Hugh? Yeah. Or is it the full name? No, we're drinking at Hugh. It's a uh, well, well, all right. Well, there's three. So right. <laughs> we're having fun, folks. <laughs> Drunken brownie bits. Getting drunk. Yeah. Go have yourself a ball. <laughs> this giant check for ten thousand dollars. All right. Um, what were we talking about? Um. Oh, the Giants traded for Zeitler. I feel like I'm on a, a Joe Rogan podcast right now. LOL. Um, That's a good thing. Uh, just <sighs> Kevin Zeitler, yeah. Um, good luck in New York. Yeah, Your team's like, gonna like suck. I, like I said, I got nothing against I, Kevin I really Zeitler. Liked him. Dude played his ass off for us, did exactly what we paid him to do. Um, yeah, I'm sad to see him go, but I'm excited to, to see what – what Olivier Vernon and you know going to do with that fourth round pick? If Olivier Vernon, if Olivier Vernon can get into that eight to ten sack range, and Miles, that's fucking huge. Yeah, right. And then Austin Corbett, he doesn't have to be a Pro Bowler his first time playing in the NFL. He needs to be serviceable. He can't be making glaring mistakes like fucking Cam Irving. No, and I don't. No, I don't think. I think we're kind of like a little too like maybe overreacting about how he's going to play. I think he's going to be just fine. I until John Dorsey, I've said it. I don't know how many times on here or not on here. I, I trust John Dorsey and everything he does. He showed me nothing to not trust trust him. Um, so if he thinks Corbett, I think he's going to be fine. He'll come in there and he'll play hard. He's from Nevada, just like Joel Batonio. Well, it was uh, so. it was it was either last episode or the episode before that where I said, you know, I agree, Dorsey's done well, but he's got to prove to me Austin Corbett. So obviously, John Dorsey listens to drunky drunken brownie bits. Clearly, listened to me, heard me call him out, and now agrees with me that we need to see Austin Corbett play. So, Dorsey, if you're listening, so, uh, I appreciate it. You're clearly a huge fan of the show. Keep it up, and uh, let's uh, – how about making another big trade? How about that, Dorsey? Yeah, uh, thank you, John Dorsey, for listening. We appreciate it, folks. If you're listening, um, tell your friends because John Dorsey listens to our show, as is Bernie Kosar. So, we're kind of a big deal. Um, people know us. So, yeah, John Dorsey, thanks. Thanks, All brother. Right. I think we covered that topic enough, and now we will move over to a player. Technically, uh, technically still a part of the AFC North. We'll see how much that, how quickly that changes. But Antonio Brown as a, was rumored to have a, been sent to Buffalo and then we woke up this morning and he was not a Buffalo Bill. What, what, what do you think happened? What? 
what the fuck? Who the fuck would go and go to Buffalo? He said no. I don't understand why Buffalo would want that trade anyways. You're you're going to go 4-12 and 12 again. You're well, not good. You're adding no talent. No one wants to go to Buffalo. You're just – they're not a good team. Why add a receiver like that at that salary? You, it, make, it doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. Well, first of all, that is fucking hysterical that uh, that was reported and just completely fucking shut down. <laughs> I, I would like to add that Antonio Brown's agent is Drew Rosenthal, and that dude is a Rosenhaus. complete – Rosenhaus, whatever. The dude's a complete <laughs> ass. The dude is an ass. The dude sucks. I, I, if, sucks you, all you, ass. if all you give a shit about is money and you don't care the type of team you play for or where you play for, he's your agent because you're going to have a fucking miserable time. But, hey, at least you have money, which I get. Uh, he's, he's just an ass. I, he's probably part of the reason Brashad Perryman thinks he's worth fucking $9 million a year. He was Terrell Pryor's <laughs> agent. We offered Terrell Pryor a contract. Terrell Pryor went to Washington. How'd that work out for you, Terrell? Hope you enjoy your agent. Are you even in the NFL anymore? You were on the Jets or some stupid shit. Are you in the NFL? I hope Washington Uh, was worth it. I believe he is maybe in the NFL. I don't know if he has a team yet. But uh, Nothing against you, Terrell Pryor. Nothing against you, Terrell Pryor. You just have a shitty agent. I would just like to point out that for the first time, maybe, Guzik is the one getting off track talking about Terrell Pryor. We're talking about Antonio Brown. We're talking about his agent. His agent's an ass. I'm giving multiple examples <laughs> about how much of an ass his agent is. Drew, he's an ass. He's an ass. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Do you like his ass? No. He's probably some <laughs> skinny little white curly-headed <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Um, so if he wasn't, you would like it. If he was a skinny white female, yes, I would love it. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So, yeah, Drew Rosenhaus, you hear that? If you were, if you got a sex change. No, 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 no. <laughs> I said he was female. What are you trying to say? We're not getting into this. We're not getting into this. <laughs> Let's just move on. Let's go back to Antonio Brown. Wait, can I say something real quick uh, about the prior topic? I, I uh, was having a hard time looking it up, but it finally loaded. So uh, real quick, because I'm excited now, changed my mind. I'm excited about Olivier Vernon. The highest sack total after Miles Garrett with 13 and a half last year was Larry Ogunjobi with five and a half. So yeah, I'm an idiot. Olivier Vernon is going to be a huge upgrade to our pass rush. He also... Five. Seven That's sacks, seven sacks, 11 games. It's not bad. Exactly. Not and bad. now he's got a Batman. So, right. yeah. Let, all right. Antonio Brown, um, the whole Buffalo thing, whatever, he uh, – all right. That's not happening. Fuck you, Buffalo, basically is what he said. I'm going to retire and not play for that shit-ass team and shit-ass quarterback. But unlike you, I disagree a little bit. I didn't mind. I mean, I know he's going to have to get paid, and they're not going to be that good. But I, I get what they're thinking, is that they need to find out exactly what Josh Allen is this year because 
Maybe, maybe you can say he's not going to be good, but again, they had terrible. Who the fuck were their receivers last year? Uh, I don't I know. You could say Calvin Benjamin, but he fucking sucked. We know that. But can you even name the other guys? I can't. I don't know. Does Robert Woods still play there? No, not Robert no, Woods. What's no, that he fucking? Does not. Robert Woods plays for the Los Angeles. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of someone else. Uh, fuck. I'm not going to be able to think of his name. Oh, maybe uh, is Zay Jones, I guess, was a second-year guy. But what, what the fuck did he do? And I only no. know that. I don't know why I know that, honestly. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> Buffalo doesn't have a single goddamn weapon. Okay, but well, Sean hey, McCoy, was he hurt this year or did he play? He's just, he's just getting older. He's just getting yeah. older. I mean, he was – He's been really good, obviously. It's LaShawn McCoy, Shady McCoy, but yeah, I don't think he did really anything this past year. Nah, average. he's he's getting older. I mean, that he's a running back. You know, you can't do everything as a running back. He, you'll fucking fall apart. Uh, no, I get what you're saying that they didn't have weapons, but paying a 31 year old receiver a shitload of millions of dollars, I don't think is the answer just to figure out if Josh Allen can throw a deep ball and let some guy go catch it. I don't think that's the it's answer. One. How else? How else do you address it? You get to like one of the top three receivers in the league to come to your team, and if he can't throw to him, all right, then we're drafting a quarterback next year. So I kind of no, like their idea. No, 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 dude. What the fuck do you mean no? You know what? It, you know what? Getting what the, Antonio. What else are they gonna do? You know what getting Antonio Brown does for you? It puts you in fucking football purgatory. You know what it's gonna do? It's gonna upgrade you from a five-win team to a seven-win team. But it's not going to get you higher than seven wins. So you're going to sit there. This is what this is the Browns' problem. Maybe no, no, no. This is the Browns' problem since they came back in '99. What? How is it the Browns? Problem? Oh my God! Will you let me fucking finish? I'll tell you. <laughs> they had the first pick when they they drafted Tim Couch. Then every yeah. year since that, they were the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the whatever. If you're not the number one pick, it's so hard to find that fucking quarterback. So if you're sitting there at 10, 11, 12 every year, you're not going to the playoffs. Obviously, your quarterback's not good enough. And now you're not high enough in the draft to get a quarterback. They're in football purgatory where you sit there just below 500 every single year. Wait, so you're saying that Josh Allen could still not be good but be throwing to Antonio Brown and have seven wins and be in purgatory. That's what you're saying. I'm saying – Antonio Brown's good enough to that get the Buffalo no Bills. Sense. I'm saying Antonio Brown is good enough to get the Bills to seven wins. It's Bullshit. not good enough to put the – you think Bullshit. Antonio Brown on the Bills puts them in the playoffs? Hell no. That's what I'm, I'm fucking saying. saying. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. Why are you calling bullshit? No, because Why are you I calling think, bullshit? No, I'm saying let – me, let me talk. Fuck. That if the Buffalo Bills next year had Antonio Brown on their team – and Josh Allen is quarterback, and they had seven wins, that means Josh Allen played pretty good too. So then it would justify that trade, that with weapons, he can be pretty good. I, I Do you not do you not agree that if Josh – you're telling me Antonio Brown alone, just a receiver, you saw Odell Beckham, he, he has Eli Manning, who has two Super Bowls, and they what, they finished what five and eleven again. I I'm so confused. Are you calling seven and nine a good year? No, I'm not. It's average. 
average. I mean, we were that's what I'm saying. Down for seven, eight, one, but okay, that's because we were zero and sixteen. That's because we were zero and sixteen, and he, Baker Mayfield didn't play the first two games. That's so out of context for you to say that. I'm just I, saying that I think Josh Allen has a decent year to where maybe they keep him again if they have seven wins. Enjoy enjoy football purgatory, Bills. Thank God Chase isn't the general manager. <laughs> I'm not saying I would have done it, but I, I like what they're thinking. I don't know who else they could get. They're telling me they're going to sign Tyler Williams, and that's a big-time fucking threat for Josh Allen to throw to. I I don't see why you would want to sign a 31-year-old quarterback or wide receiver for millions and millions of dollars to never make the playoffs. I don't understand that logic. Would you trade for him? For Antonio Brown? Yeah. I don't know. What am I trading for him? 17. No. No? Nope. Do it? Nope. For top two, top three receiver in the league. At 31 years old, and you have to remember, you're also giving the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are in your division, the number 17 pick. Ah, uh, fuck them. What are they going to do with that? Draft another shitty corner? I don't know. That's, they're pretty good at drafting linebackers at 17. They're right in that area. What was TJ Watt? He was right around there. Fucking chode. What was Ryan Shay's year? He was drafted right around there. All right, let's. What what else do we got? Uh, is, is there any more reports on? We're still talking about Antonio Brown. The Oakland Raiders are favorited. Feel free to go to Oakland. Another team. I don't understand why they'd be trading for Antonio Brown. I I don't get that either. Yeah, yeah. You have a bunch of number one picks, but. I I don't know why would I don't get it. I really don't get why the Raiders would want him. Dude, I I'm you're literally saying Raiders and I'm just I'm totally zoning out. That could be cuz I'm a little fucked up. That could be because you're talking about the Oakland Raiders, but they're fucking irrelevant and I'm so that I I will never ever 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 even if there's a fire Get over losing to the fucking Raiders this year. I know. I wish we played them next year. Because they are a fucking joke. Yeah, they're, enjoy. They're about, they're about to trade Khalil Mack away and Amari Cooper away to bring in fucking Antonio Brown. But, okay. Um, so, a little bit of an upgrade from Amari Cooper because I still think Amari Cooper, obviously he showed you, is pretty damn good. Uh. That's Amari Cooper was on his rookie deal. Antonio Brown's in his 30s, so you get more right. Amari Cooper. So that's – I don't know. I, I don't get these teams. Like, I saw Green Bay was in the mix for Aaron, or Antonio Brown. That makes a lot of sense to me. Right. A team like that, the San Francisco 49ers, makes a lot of sense to me. You know what Antonio Brown to the Raiders is going to do and why they're doing it is because they're moving to Vegas in a year, maybe, if that stadium's done. 
and it's just gonna bring like fans and like glitz and glamour and Hollywood because Antonio Brown is a little more of that and he's been in the league and proven a little more than Amari Cooper so it's gonna bring that name it's the, the Raiders aren't going to be shit, people, all right? John Gruden, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. At this point, they're bringing in a big name, and I, you know what? I guarantee it's the Raiders now. And we'll probably see it during this episode in the next couple hours. But you got anything else on Antonio Brown? I got to take a piss. Um. Just get out of the AFC, dude. Go somewhere else. God damn. Get out of here. I don't care where you go. I don't care where you go at all. I don't think you're – honestly, I don't think he's – on any team that he could be traded to, I don't think he's good enough to put him ahead of the Browns. I, I, I don't. I don't see any team that could trade for him, and then I go, holy shit, that scares me. I don't see it. I really don't. You meaning, like, if they could trade for him? Because, like, if he went to uh... – Kansas I mean, City, or I saw they, they can't get him right. Like, I saw New Orleans was a potential team that would be pretty fucking scary. But again, that's in the NFC. I'm not worried about that because if we're worrying about that, it's going to be in the fucking Super Bowl, and I'll take Super Bowl. Right. So I don't really give a shit where Antonio Brown goes. To be honest, I don't. No. No. I hope the I hope the, the Steelers are, don't hey. find it. Basically, I hope, I hope the Steelers don't find enough value in the trade, and they make him sit. They make him sit an entire year, and he just doesn't play next year. That's what I hope. That's what I hope happens. That'd be pretty fucking awesome. That'd be and perfect. I, look, I know we think Antonio Brown is a fuck. Like, dude's fucking weird right now. Weird as fuck. But, he has like blonde mustache. Yeah. Let's not. Oh, first of all, let's. Yeah, let's not go over the fact that. Dude's mustache is blonde. It looks like blonde. a walrus. Blonde or... fucking mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even like a thick, like, nice, burly-looking fucking mustache. It's like, it looks like ball hair. Like, prickly <laughs> fucking ball hair. Like, fucking straight pubes. White pubes on his fucking upper lip. It's no A A B. If you're out there, whatever team you go to, just you shave that fucking shit off. You fucking DS. Um. Yeah, white mustache, not cool. Hey, you should uh, bleach your um, beard. Yeah, I shaved that with actual bleach. I I don't have a beard. I shaved it. Oh, well, when you grow it back, you should pour um, bleach, actual bleach all over your face like you did your head one time. Yeah, that worked out well. Just ended <laughs> up burning my scalp. That's all that happened. I just burned my scalp. So, uh, Just, a, just a, a public service announcement. If you want to bleach your hair, uh, liquid bleach is not what you use. It will only burn your scalp. Wanted to let everyone know that. All right. That's all. All right. That's it with AB. Hey, fu- all right, uh, folks, listen. We've talked about honestly, AB the past fucking three 
episodes. I'm kind of sick of it. I am too. I'm just, I am we're too. waiting, everybody's waiting around, just seeing where he goes, all these fucking rumors and false reports he was, he was su- bullshit by he was su- dumbass <laughs> sources and cock-sucking fucks. Yeah. Um, all I know is that next by sometime next week, I think when the, when the league year starts, uh, the Steelers take like a $2.5 million cap hit if he's still on the roster. So I think they want him traded by then. I guess I still think it's tonight. If it is somehow not tonight, within I think it's too late. Hours, I think it's too late. I'd tomorrow. expect Monday, tomorrow, or maybe Monday. All right. Well, that's that's what we're waiting for, folks. That's more on Antonio Brown. Um, and unless if he doesn't get traded by next week, he will not be on our show next week. I promise. Fuck no. I hope this is the last time. It's probably not going to be because we're wrapping up this segment and nothing At this point, at this up. point, if he so, gets traded before the next episode, if he gets traded before the next episode, he'll be a fast five topic. He will not be a top he will not be a main topic. Okay, thank God. Does that work? I promise you. I promise you that. By the way, folks, we didn't mention at the beginning of the episode that we are not gonna have a top five this week. We have there's too much going on. Shitload to talk about. There's just there's way too much. It's gonna take up time. We got. We'll have everything else. We're just not gonna do a top five. Um, just wanted to throw that in there. But no, that's that's AB. We're still sitting around waiting, looking at Twitter, looking at reports, seeing where he's gonna go. Nothing yet. It's Friday, March eighth, twenty nineteen. Nothing yet. So we're going to take a break. Uh, We'll be right back. This is Drunken Brownie Bits with Goslin and Guzik. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. And with this Fast Five, we're going to do a quick uh, little bit around the league. Uh, There's been a lot of Cleveland news lately, so we're going to try to focus on that with our main topics. But here with our Fast Five, we're going to go around the league a little bit real quick. You ready, Chase? I'm going to rapid fire these. I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, David Irving. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you saw what he did. Uh, why don't you go ahead and share your thoughts on that? Um, hilarious. Okay, my first thought, hilarious. One, it's the Cowboys. Two, dude's just like – smoking a blunt on Instagram live saying he's quitting football. (laughs) Um, So yeah, my first thought hilarious, but in today's world, I have to be sympathetic because this guy, he might have already severe CTE and just not know what the fuck he's doing or what's going on. Um, So yeah, David Irving of the Dallas Cowboys who is coming up in a contract year and has been a pretty good player for them is quitting football. He said on live camera, a posted self video um, that he's quitting, quitting the NFL. He doesn't like the NFL, doesn't want to get addicted to painkillers and one wants to smoke weed. So, Hey, kudos to you, David Irving. Uh, you're, Gonna be missing out on a lot of money, but maybe you do have CTE. Uh, but yeah, that 
David Irving, he's uh, he's definitely not going to be playing in the NFL next year. You know, the way he did it is, yes, it's funny. He's smoking a blunt on uh, Instagram Live. But I do think his message actually reigns true. Uh, there is an opioid problem in the NFL. And it, it, it's just – it is actually a shame that they don't allow – uh, more marijuana used to help with pain. Uh, but, you know, this is a fast five, and we're not going to get too much into it. It's just – it is – it is. he is raising a good point. He's just going about it just the wrong way. You, you can, just because you said that, I know I'm not going to get off topic real quick, and then we'll go on to the fast five number two. Um, me and Guzik, we do not give a shit. If, if, hey, if you're smoking weed, hell, hell yeah. I'm all for it. Don't care. Um so yeah, didn't want to, didn't want to say we think it's like fucking bad thing this guy's smoking weed. It, I he probably does have some, you know, brain issues. Clearly, if he doesn't want to come back to the league, and yeah, the the NFL probably does. Just even with the rules today and the hard, but with the hard hits, impact, painkillers, things like that, steroids. So yeah, that. David Irving, he won't be back. He's – there it is. Use it. All right, and on the number two, uh, the Washington Redskins clearly having some kind of PTSD from drafting Robert Griffin have now <laughs> traded for another just such a mediocre average quarterback. The Broncos will ship Case Keenum to the Washington Redskins to play quarterback for them this year. Whoa, holy shit. Should we just should we pencil them in as the uh, the NFC champions or what? What do you think? NFC champions? I don't Dude, I might go all in for Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Fuck. Future MVP Case Keenum playing quarterback for the Washington Redskins. Yeah, no, shit, man. I don't know. Washington, they might be – I think they – yeah, I think they might win the NFC. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's just wrap this up real quick. I don't know what the fuck Washington's <laughs> thinking here. Yes, on that team, you have a decently talented football team, but Case Keenum is not taking you there. Yes, he took the Minnesota Vikings – to the NFC Championship game, but all I'm going to say is best of luck, Washington. Uh, we'll see you at 6-10 and 10 at the end of the year. All right, how about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, real quick, all jokes aside, um, Case Keenum, he is a very, very, very average Brian Hoyer-like quarterback. Um, if you have a defense, if you have – a good line if you have good receivers he can win you some games but other than that yeah he's just a very average quarterback backup quarterback very good backup quarterback average starting quarterback um i don't know i get hey he's basically a maybe a little bit better if not uh, Colt McCoy and Colt McCoy broke his leg. So I guess they're just, they think that's what, what else are they going to do? I don't know. I don't, I don't hate the move. I don't think Case Keenum is any good, but I, we don't know what they're giving Denver and I doubt it's that much. Well, well to wrap up the topic, uh, 
it is sad news that Alex Smith's career is probably over oh, okay. after suffering that broken leg. Yeah, Alex Smith, he, was, he wasn't a Hall of Famer, but he was a decent quarterback. And I think they think they can find their next Alex Smith in Case Keenum. Oh, Turns out, no. no. Alex Smith <laughs> is way better than Case Keenum. Yes. He's proven that throughout his entire career. Yeah, yeah. Way more athletic, way better. Kate, Kate yeah, Case Keenum, whatever. Right. Well, again, but you can also say, what the fuck is John Elway, that dumbass, doing? But whatever. We talked Joe about Flacco. <laughs> Joe Flacco will be starting week one. We know sure that. Now. It makes no sense. They're the same fucking player. Joe Flacco's just taller. All right. Um, what's, what's fast number three, Guzik? I think probably the most interesting trade of the offseason, the Philadelphia Eagles will send Michael Bennett to the New England Patriots. Really? More more interesting than Olivier Vernon? I think that's the biggest trade, just because of the teams, what was involved. But, I mean, Michael Bennett was a pro bowler last year, and he's going to the Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really have too much to say. I don't really give a shit. Just like you don't give a shit that Danny Amendola was released by. Uh, why would anybody give a shit? I don't even know. <laughs> He's going to be playing for the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars or something stupid next year. <laughs> so you wouldn't want him on the Browns? No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Michael Bennett, you know, he obviously is a much better player than Danny Amendola, but I don't. Okay. Cool. I don't know what they're giving Philly. It's probably nothing too serious. Fourth, fifth round pick. Um, yeah, he'll he'll probably listen. The Patriots will probably win the division, be back in the playoffs next year. Oh my god! Defense, no so. shit, dude. How bad is the AFC East beneath yeah. New England? Oh my god. Hey, hey, even if Tom Brady wasn't the quarterback. I still think New England wins that division easily. I think so, I think Brian Hoyer wins that division as well. Yeah. No. I, th- yeah, that's why I said that. that. That's why I don't really care because the good. Patriots, with or without him, are going to be good. So good news, yeah. Cleveland. Good news, Cleveland. We played the AFC uh, East this year, so buckle up. We're going to get three free wins. Hell yeah. Um, teams used to think that about us, but hell yeah. Um. That, no, that's all I got on Michael Bennett. Good player, all right. But, yeah, join just making the Patriots a little bit better. All right, number four. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers will send Marcus Gilbert to the Arizona Cardinals for a six-round pick. <laughs> I, I, I know it's minor, but it is <laughs> in the AFC North. What's, oh, yeah, Marcus Gilbert. Huh? Um, we were just talking about this. Uh, he's a good player, one of the top tackles in the league when he's on the field, but that's the issue. He, he gets injured a lot. I see this trade from both ends. Arizona, they really struggled at tackle last year. They struggled, obviously, everywhere. They have the number one pick. Um, but the offensive line, the, the tackles were all in and out. So they're taking a flyer on a guy who's got a ton of talent when he's in there. He's a really good player. And Pittsburgh's are just getting a draft pick back, six-round pick for a guy that so far with them has just been hurt constantly. So I see the trade from both sides. 
Um, yeah, Marcus Gilbert, he's going to be headed to Arizona. Tackle for uh, Steelers. Gives it. And finally, our number five, not an NFL topic, but I think very important in the city of Cleveland, LeBron James the other night against the Denver Nuggets passed Michael Jordan on the all-time scoring list. Oh, yeah. Um, I did not watch. Did you watch? No, God, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, well, I was at work. If I was not at work, no. I would have been sleeping. <laughs> I, listen, I don't – I don't know how I'm trying to say this. Just don't, don't, even, don't even be kind about it. Just be brutally honest. Say what you want to say. No, I'm going to be honest. I'm just saying the end because I don't want people listening. Oh, but you watched when the Cavs were good. Yeah, fuck yeah, I did. I watched the NBA. You know, okay. Uh, Obviously, you- the Cavs were good. And listen, I know, I'm a diehard Browns fan. So when they were 0-16, I watched every game. 1-15, no matter what. But there's fucking 82 games in the NBA. And most of the teams are just stacking with just all-star players, so it's hard as fuck to win. So what? am I really going to take time out of my night on a random Wednesday night after fucking work or something to watch Colin Sexton and Kevin Love play fucking Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard's hilarious fucking laugh ass and get get killed by fucking 20 points? I mean... I said it before, I love basketball, love playing it, but the NBA, not, you know, not the whole league, but 80% of the league is just fuckers going to the city, you know, big time, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, bullshit, cities like that, Golden State, so, I don't know, I don't, I just don't give a shit, but, Really, we're talking about LeBron and him passing Michael Jordan in most points scored. And it's a damn shame that he didn't do that in a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. Because that would have been something special. And everyone in the fucking queue, first of all, everybody in Ohio would have been watching their TV that night knowing he was that close. Because that... I, it's not been talked about a whole lot, but that's a huge fucking accomplishment. It's, it's, it's ginormous. To pass Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, who I never fucking saw play, but when you're a kid, Michael Jordan, that's like, it's not even a human being. It's fucking a legend. Like, MJ, Jordan. And, and he does it in Los Angeles. With those fake ass fans that nobody nobody gives a fuck. They're just there because they're there. They have money. They don't give a shit. They're not invested. They don't put their heart and soul in this shit. Like with well, any team, like it, us. It, like Alright, welcome back folks. Sorry about that. Uh we got cut off there. Um jumping back into our fast five, number five. LeBron and him passing Michael Jordan on the all-time scoring list. Uh, my final thoughts on this is that it's just sad, and it kind of pisses me off that these these guys decided to leave.
Cleveland like LeBron and we decided to trade Kyrie because they should still be a Cleveland Cavalier in the playoffs, in the finals, still this year. Um, because just, you know, LeBron passing Michael, that, that would have been a really cool night in Cleveland at the Q. And I know everybody would be watching on TV. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a shame, though, that he's in L.A. Guzik? Uh, well, like I was trying to say before we got cut off, uh, the Lakers fans already saw Kobe pass Michael Jordan. So there's just little spoiled right. shit. They already saw Kobe do it. And to back up your point about being a fair-weather basketball fan, uh, after the playoffs are done, where LeBron is not in the NBA playoffs, <laughs> I would love to see what the NBA ratings are going to be like at right. the end of that. They're not going to no. be good. It's going to be a rude awakening for that league. I like that because we haven't seen that in almost a decade. So, and, and listen, you're coming off a back-to-back champion who everyone thinks is probably going to win again. I don't they'll – get, they'll get views, but not in the past few years. Mm-mm. So It'll be yeah. bad. It'll be very, very I, I bad. I like that. So, but, again, I do think, hey – I know he went there for his businesses and all that, but I'm kind of sitting back laughing so, because Cleveland's not being laughed at. He fucking uh, left. He fucking left again. I, made us look like dumbasses. No, I don't. I don't find the LeBron thing as funny as I find the Kyrie thing in Boston. I find both funny. All right. I, got I find Kyrie. I find Kyrie Irving's situation more more I have funny. To find some joy in the Cavs. So, yes, I find it pretty funny on both sides. I think the Kyrie Irving situation is a lot, a lot more hysterical, especially considering how much of a weird fuck it is. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I, I would probably agree a tiny bit, but, hey, whatever. They're both struggling, and that's all right. So, hey, maybe Cleveland's not so bad. Um, all right, well, that's our Fast Five. And we're going to move on to our next topic, which, if you listen to our last episode, should come as no surprise to anybody. We had predicted we would be talking about this. Jamie Collins is no longer a member of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, John Dorsey decided that it was time to part ways. Jamie Collins gave out a nice shout-out to the city of Cleveland and the Cleveland Browns. Um, I got nothing personal against Jamie Collins. It's not like he ever costed us a game. Uh, obviously a lot of people are going to point out his lack of effort when the Browns got down by a score or two. Uh, he didn't cost us a game. He's off the books. That, that was a Sashi Brown move that was made just like Kevin Zeitler earlier. I, I have no problem with this release. I got no issues with Jamie Collins. I hope he goes on to another team plays well. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I, I think it was time to move on. Um, Chase, you got you got thoughts on this? Yeah, sorry, was opening a beer. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, same, same here. I listen. He didn't always. There were some times on tape where he took some plays off. It looked like or was not giving full effort. But other than that, if you want to go back and watch a game. 
that would make you cry, watch Jamie Collins' effort against the Los Angeles Chargers. You, you'll absolutely shed a tear. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, I, yeah, I just said he's he didn't always get full effort. But on a 1-15, 0-16 team, he, he was out there. He was a decent player. But no, I, you know, hey, good luck to him. He didn't, he wasn't bitter or anything. Like, Isaiah Crowell's bitch ass. Hey, hey, Crow, fuck you. Um, yeah, how'd that loss taste, huh? Yeah. How'd that loss yeah, go, taste on Thursday go night? Go ahead and wipe your ass with another football and, and take another can't, L. Can't wait, can't wait for the Jets to sign Le'Veon Bell because you ain't worth a dick, Crow. <laughs> Yeah, so good good luck to you, Isaiah Crowell, you fucking idiot. No, I don't I don't feel Jamie Collins, like you said, sent out a tweet. Thanks for everything. Thank you. Um he got paid here. He you know, decent. He wasn't like a fucking Dwayne Bow. That he he, he played. Yeah. He played all sixteen games. And he had some good games and he had some games where you're like, what the fuck? You know, but we're gonna release him. They're, they'll save nine million. They'll take back some of that by getting Olivier Vernon. But that's all right. Olivier Vernon is a better player than Jamie Collins. We talked about it earlier. You know, it all evens out. Right. So it's not a huge cap hit at all. No. We have listen nine million saved from releasing him. We had even before that plenty of cap space. So third third most in the NFL. Exactly. Um, no, he's gone. There's been some speculation, maybe a return to the Patriots. Um, Hell no, no way. That's just that's what I'm reading. Um, oh, I, I'd be very surprised, but go ahead. No, yeah, Patriots. There's a couple other teams, but he won't be on the Browns next year. But thanks, Jamie Collins. Appreciate your time. Good luck, man. That's all Uh, I got. uh, You know, obviously the Olivier Vernon trade is directly affected by the the release of Jamie Collins. I would expect the Browns to draft linebackers still, probably not in the first round anymore. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Jannard Avery does. I'm guessing they're going to have Jannard Avery play Jamie Collins' position, and that gets me real excited. I am very, very excited to see what Jannard Avery can do with that role. Yeah, I agree. Gerard Avery, I think, is a beast and will get even better next year. But that's all I got on uh, Mr. Collins. Uh, I thought I had one more thing to say. Uh, fuck it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> that's indeed. It, it doesn't matter, you maggoty little fuck sticks. Fuck, fuck. Uh, yeah, you know, we're going to keep this topic short. You know, we predicted it last week. This comes as no surprise to anybody, especially if you watched our, or listened to our last episode. Uh, we Everyone saw it coming. It's really not that much of a surprise. Bottom line is, uh, and I agree with John Dorsey here, Jamie Collins was your highest paid defender, highest paid player on defense, and he is mm-hmm. The numbers didn't back it up. The numbers did not back up him being the number one paid player on defense. 
God, no, God, no. I, listen, I'm, that's all I have to say on Jamie Collins. It's, it is what it is. We thought this would happen. I'm not fucking – I literally, when that popped up, I'm like, okay, finally. I've been waiting for that. Yeah, we, we everyone Fine. expected it. Yep. Ah, what the fuck? fuck was that? Shit. That was a sneeze, but that felt good as fuck. All right. We're going to move on. Yeah, I think it's time. Uh, a couple minor offseason moves here. Uh, the Browns tendered three players. Rashad Higgins, which was expected. Yes, man. Uh, but the other two are a little bit out there. Uh, Tevin Cooley and Jermaine Whitehead both tendered. Is it and, Cooley uh, or Coley? I thought it was eh, – I guess it's C-O-L-E-Y, so I guess that would be I think it's Coley. Coley. But yeah, I've heard Cooley. I've heard Cooley as well. No, it's Coley. It's Ham. definitely it's definitely Coley. <laughs> two two L's. Two L's. <laughs> Pam. Oh, 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 the end. So there's the an N. N. The N is silent. Wait, so there's a B at the end. <laughs> like cold. Like, like cold. <laughs> no. Oh, there's there's two L's. I'm sorry, who is this man sitting behind you? Hello, the Miss Lady. <laughs> uh, that is Step Brothers, folks. As we always Edu- like to say, educate you yourself. If you don't know that, yeah. Go fucking be funny for once in your life. Fucking <laughs> weird ass, fucking boring fucks. Geriatric fucks. <laughs> I'm going to shove one of those hearing aid devices so far up your ass. Hear the sound of your small intestine while it produces shit. Got that? Uh, and uh, to finish it off, uh, Brianne Body Calhoun is an unrestricted free agent, and so is Brashard Perryman. I got to be honest. I um, can, can 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 you tell Becca to stop baby talking with the dogs, please? God, fuck! You can hear that? Oh yeah, big time. All right. We're all, all right, we're in the middle of something. We're almost done. That's 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 Chase Goslin. That's Chase Goslin. That's Chase Goslin shushing a human being. Yeah. All right, get the fuck out of here, dog. Um. Uh, like I was saying, I I don't expect either Brashard Perryman or Brienne Body Calhoun to be a Cleveland Brown next year. I I don't see them coming back. I really don't. Really, you don't think Perryman's coming back? Now, because we mentioned before who his fucking agent is. Yeah, that's true. He's not coming um, back. He's gone. No, I definitely think Whitehead's going to be back. Coley's going to be back. Higgins, I don't... Higgins will be back. Now, I think, yeah, I don't think anybody's given up a fifth-round pick to get him. Uh, but um, there is a lot of uh, statistical uh, background to receivers the receiver jump from their second year to their third year so i i i would expect a pretty big year out of higgins i hope so and i hope it happens um yeah i he had a good second year i thought and you know he battled with some injuries but god Thanks. damn you don't- 
There's there's one play that sticks in my head with him. Um, bad, bad or good? Bad. No, there were some bad plays. I know the the Carolina Panthers game. Yes, we won that game. A huge drop. Yeah, it would have been, you know, first and ten inside the twenty yard line of Carolina, and that was that was just such a bad drop, and it just sticks in my head. So you're not you're not like all in on Rashard Higgins. No, I definitely want him on this goddamn team for sure. <laughs> okay, then all right, then fuck that play. You know, everybody has bad plays throughout the year, and I thought, yeah, the, the couple he had were huge. But again, I said couple. There weren't a whole lot of mistakes that Rashard Higgins made this past season. He made a giant jump, I would say, from what he showed us his rookie year to his second year. So yeah. Um Guzik, you uh, alive or are you sick? Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> we're we're see, this is where we, we were talking about earlier. Um, we're in this position where the players we lose right now to free agency are super minor and they're not important. And when you have this kind of cap space and you, yeah, uh, dude, come on, come on. He's not—he's not the difference between making the playoffs or not. Come on. No, oh, I get it, but it's just continuity. I think that's a big deal. No, I, I, I get it. But... I get it. I get it. I get it. But next year, the year after, we're going to be talking about losing some very key players because we have to pay all these people. This yeah, is the maybe, year. Maybe this year years. and next year. I think this year or next year, the off seasons, these are the years where we need to push the envelope. Maybe you take a risk on bringing a guy in like Indomitian Sue. You make the trade for Odell so, Beckham. Like it's time. Like these are the wait. two years right now with Baker Mayfield on a rookie deal, Denzel Ward on a rookie deal, Miles Garrett on a rookie deal, Nick Chubb on a rookie deal. All these guys on rookie deals yeah, yeah. go out there and get some big time players. And these next two years, go for it. So you, go for it. Okay, so you're saying go for it. I, I, that's, that's what these that's what these minor uh, free agency things that we're losing or maybe not lose with our free agents. It, it, it's shouting to me, go for it. You have eighty million dollars plus in cap space. Go for it. Yeah, that's fine. But okay, so you would take Antonio, or you would take Odell Beckham. Yep. You would take Indomitian Sue. Yep. You would take a few other guys, but you wouldn't take Antonio Brown. I said – I never said I wouldn't take Antonio Brown. I asked, what do I give up for him? A first-round pick. No. I'll give up a first-rounder for OBJ. Why not Antonio Brown? He's older. One pick. He's, more, He's fucking 31. He's more of a head case. The hell's that noise? Oh, I'm pouring a beer. I'm pouring a beer into a cup. Oh. Um. Yeah. No, I don't know. I I like Rashard Higgins. I think he's gonna have a good third year. When he was on the field, I thought he was a good, very good, solid player. No, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. You can bring back Rashard Higgins 
and you could add a guy like Indomitian too. You could go out and trade for a guy like Odell Beckham, and you still have cap space available. But why not Antonio Brown? Dude, come on. How many – how many times do you want me to explain this? I, I think Odell Beckham <laughs> Odell Beckham is twenty six years old. He's five okay. years younger. He's five years younger than Antonio Brown. He's a better player. I, I, I think at this point in both of their careers, he's a better player. Eh, I don't. I mean, I, I've said it on episodes prior. I think Antonio Brown is worth a third round pick. Jesus, what are you, using a garden hose? Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, watering my plants right now, everyone. Hey, we're looking a little dead. All right, well, let's get back to this topic because we actually got into a pretty good debate. Yeah, uh, I think you're a fucking idiot. Why? Because I'd rather have Odell Beckham than Antonio Brown? No, not because you would rather, because you don't want Antonio Brown. When did I say that? I said I don't want to trade him for a first-round pick. Yeah. yeah, He's not worth it. He's not worth it. Why isn't he? He's a fucking headcase lunatic, and he's 31 years old. What? How is he worth a first-round pick? There's, You know why? You know why he's not right, trading no, yet? Because you know why he no 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 no. You know why no, he's no, no, not. No, no, no. You know why he's still on the Pittsburgh Steelers because no one offered him, no one offered the Steelers a first round pick, because he's not worth it. Okay, hold on. Let me gather my senses. Pretty fucked up. Now let's go fuck yourself while you're at it. Um. So. No. I'm saying first-round pick because the Browns are in the same division. No, no, I'll take I'll, – I'll trade Odell for Odell Beckham a first and a second for Odell right now instead of a first round for Antonio Brown. Really? Yep, absolutely. Hmm. Remember – here, here, here. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me elaborate on that first and second. So this year's first, right? That's seventeen. Mm-hmm. And then next year's second. For who? Odell Beckham. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you on Odell Beckham. I think he's good as fuck too. But would I give up the seventeenth pick? For Antonio Brown, yeah, I think I would. All right, then that's like where we disagree, and we're never gonna like come to a an easy, rational discussion about that. We both disagree not, on that. Now, listen, I'm like eighty percent sure. The twenty percent is because of that fucking goddamn video with LeBron and that bullshit talking about he, he doesn't need to play and shit like that. No, no, that wasn't with LeBron. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Well, whatever. It was with fucking Jeff Darlington Cockfuck. No, the, the video – no, he was on LeBron's show called The Shop. And he was asked to talk about what happened the uh, week 17 against the Bengals. 
And supposedly Antonio Brown went into Mike Tomlin's office and said, hey, I'm a little banged up. I, I, I got to get myself right. And Antonio Brown said, Mike Tomlin told him, oh, why don't you just go home then? So Antonio Brown just went home for the entire week. Yeah. And that that's the story. That's Antonio Brown's story on it. That's what happened. He told Mike Tomlin he was hurt. Mike Tomlin told him to go home. So he went home for the entire week. That's supposedly what happened. I, that sounds ridiculous to me. Completely and utterly impossibly ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Listen, he's a weird fucking guy. We know that. Oh, well, also, if you watch the shop on HBO, Maverick Carter... Why the fuck are you even on the show? No one gives a fuck about you. You <laughs> ruined the show. Please get off. It's all these famous athletes, rappers, comedians, and then Maverick Carter. <laughs> why are you uh, on the show? And why are you talking? Have you watched the show? I've watched every episode. Uh, why, you fucking pussy? Honestly, the entire show is interesting until ah. Maverick Carter... Because there's big-time people on the show. There's big-time people every episode. Except Maverick Carter. Maverick Carter's on there, and I just he's, he's awful. He, he ruins the show. Well, I have not watched a single episode. I saw clips of LeBron sometimes talking, and I saw the latest on Antonio Brown, but... That would be the only thing that would make me weary of sending a first-round pick for Antonio Brown. Now, if we if we have like the like tenth or eleventh pick, uh, no, I prob I probably wouldn't. But middle of the first round, I would probably do it. I would get Antonio Brown for a couple years. Fuck yeah! All right, you know what? That's fine. There's no way we're ever gonna be co- ever gonna agree on this. I don't like Antonio Brown for number one. You do. That's the end of it. All right, that's uh, that's fine with me. All right, we'll leave it at that then. All right, are you gonna take us away, you little fuckface? All right, well that was main topic number four. I know we got a little off track there, but to me, all those minor free agency news with the Browns. Screams, it's time to go for it. It really is. It is time to go for it. CJ Mosley. CJ Mosley, Steven Goskowski. Yeah. Indomitian Sue, Odell Beckham. Go for it. Go for it. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break here. All right, well, whenever that happens, it happens. All right, we're going to go to a break here. We're going to come back and finish up with uh, a combine recap and, of course, your favorite – the GFY segment. We'll be back, folks. It was 
Mitts with Goslin and Guzik. We are on to our main topic, number five, is, and that is the NFL Combine. Uh, combine recap, what players did, time, size, everything. Uh, Guzik, go ahead um, and start us off. Uh, to keep it Browns related, first off, uh, I know Montez Sweat was a name thrown around a while at number 17. Uh, that is no longer a possibility. Montez Sweat running his 4-4-2-40, whatever the fuck he ran, some ungodly number. 4-4-1. Uh, yeah, 4-4-1. He's, he's going top 10 now. That's, that's without a doubt. Just on that one stat alone, he will go top 10. So it's time to start thinking about names like Christian Wilkins, Maybe a Dexter Lawrence, uh, Devin Bush, guys like that. Because a lot of those guys we talked about before the combine, we were right about them. They tested out very highly, and their their draft their draft stock will rise because of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I still think if we keep that pick, that we'll still get a very good player. And I think it's going to be defense. Um, but no, man. Some of, well, the guys, some of the guys we talked about wanting or getting, might they might be gone. Or we might have to trade up. I don't know. But guys like right. Devin White, Devin Bush, Rashawn Gary, uh, Montez well, Sweat, like you well, said. Chase, Chase, let me ask, I asked you this question before. And I'll ask you it again. Would you trade up to number 10 to draft Rashawn Gary or Ed Oliver now that you have Olivier Vernon? No. You'd be drafting that three technique. No. Uh, okay, no, okay. I, so so you're not going to trade chances. up. You wouldn't trade up for 11. Here, here. Here's your, your defensive line would be. You'd have Miles Garrett, right end. Right? Yeah. You have Larry Ogunjobi at the one technique. Okay. Then you put Ed Oliver in the three technique. Then you have Olivier Vernon at your left end. Does that not entice you enough to draft it? Yeah, yeah, no. If he's there, yeah. But, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. I said trade up for someone like Ed Oliver. Because you know I've been a big fan of Ed Oliver for a while. No, I got you. I'm a fan of his too, but ah. Uh... I don't know. It it would depend on who's still on the board, who might reach to seventeen. But I think the best I, player, the best players available for the Browns to draft at uh, seventeen would be like Devin Bush and and who Christian Wilkins. Are you pissing? Uh, I try to make it quiet. <laughs> well, that's not. Um, oh, All right, so man, Christian man. Wilkins or no, Devin Bush at tough. seventeen? It's tough. Okay, I'll I'll say this: if I like, I really like Ed Oliver. Uh, if he was there at like fourteen, thirteen, and we didn't, we had to give up maybe like a third or fourth round pick. I don't know, here, something like that. Here, here, yeah. here, you want. You want to do something real quick? Like, already, very, very. I you want to do something? Yeah, hold on. You, the only guy I said before that I would trade up to, like, number 10 or something 
would be Devin White out of LSU. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Do you want to do something real quick? Go ahead. All right, I'm going to pull up this year's draft order. Okay. You pull up, you pull up the big board, all right? The best overall players. Okay. Do you want to do a real quick mock draft? Like, you don't even explain why they're drafting these players. You just say, this team's drafting this player. This team's drafting this player. And then we can figure out who would probably be there around 17. Do you want to do that real quick? Sure. Let's do it real uh, quick, just to show who would probably be there. 17. Yeah, let's All right, I got, I, I got the draft order. Okay, um, I have – hold on, this fucking laptop's loading. This is actually from today. All right. I've got the big board, top 100 players. All right, are you ready to do this? Yeah. It doesn't like have to be completely accurate. It doesn't have to – doesn't have to be accurate. We just want to show that there's going to be good players still available at 17, all right? Yeah, let's do this. Fuck all right, yeah. let's go. First pick overall, Arizona Cardinals. From what I'm hearing, Kyler Murray. Okay. Is that what Number you want two. me to say or the big board? Yeah, yep. Nope, nope, nope. Just say right. just say who you think is going to be drafted. That's it. Number two, San Francisco 49ers. Nick Bosa. At three, the New York Jets. Mm, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Josh Allen. Okay, number four, the Oakland Raiders. Fuck, that's. Uh, I'll go Montez Sweat. Wow, at number four. Okay, okay, that's fine. Number five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay. I'm gonna go. Quinnen Williams. Okay, and number six, the New York Giants. The New York Giants take uh, Rashawn Gary. Dude, you watch. They're going to draft a fucking offensive tackle at six. (laughs) All right, number seven, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars, number seven. Oh, man, I think Jacksonville is the toughest one. Um Maybe a tight end? No, no, no. I'm going to go – oh, man. We'll go uh, We'll go Dwayne Haskins. All right, all right. That means they're not going to be signing uh, Nick Foles. No, no, they still might. All right, all right, okay. All right, number eight, Detroit Lions. That's why that one's tough. But, uh, all right, number eight um... – I think it's going to be between some of the defensive ends out there, and I think Ed Oliver. Okay. Number nine, Buffalo Bills. Number nine, Buffalo Bills. I'll go DK Metcalf. Okay. Uh, Number 10, Denver Broncos. Have I said Rashawn Gary yet? Uh, You might have mentioned him. Who would you say went to the Raiders? Uh, Montez Sweat. Number five, you said for the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers didn't I have Ed Oliver? Uh, or Quinn and Williams. You had Quinn and Williams, so no, you have not said uh, Rashawn Gary. 
And we're on the Lions? Mm-mm. No, we're on the Broncos. Oh. Yeah, I'll – oh, Broncos. Fuck, man. Um, ah. I, no, yeah, I, I'll go um, – go with Devin White. Okay. This so so no okay. Okay, so by saying that, that means Devin White would be there at number ten. Do you trade up to number ten to get Devin White? Yep. Okay. That just I just want everyone to hear that. We believe we would trade up to number ten to get Devin White. Yep. All right, number eleven, the Cincinnati Bengals, probably an offensive tackle. <laughs> uh can I interest I you in some? Know, maybe quarterback. Nah, probably, dude. It's... Probably not then. It'll probably be Andre Dillard. Probably not then. Um, yeah, Andre Dillard, Jonah Williams. I'd say, yeah, I'd say I'll give. Um... Let's go, Andre Dillard to Cincinnati. All right, number twelve, Green Bay Packers. Man, these are tough. I feel like they've got a need like everywhere. Besides um, quarterback, yeah. Fuck, let's go. Who's next? What do you mean? Like who's after Green Bay? The Dolphins. Probably drafting a I, I could see Drew Locke going to thirteen. Yeah, let's go. Greedy Williams. Okay. Number 13, Miami Dolphins. We'll go... We'll go Drew Locke. Well, I, I'll, I'll put him I, at, you know... I, don't I mean, know. I, I, I personally... I think Drew Locke will be a decent NFL quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but I do think he will be a half-decent NFL quarterback. He needs to put on some weight. I he needs to learn the NFL too. game. But, yeah, I think he'll be a, a, a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, and I'm not really sure who Miami likes, who they're having meeting, meetings with. I should probably look that up. But if Drew Locke's there at 13. Well, well maybe it's something teams. we do in the – maybe something in the future we'll do like an actual mock draft where we study the shit out of it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean – But, we, but for now – Hey, folks, this is out of the blue, so – for, yeah, you know, for now this is just this is just uh, to show you that there will be good players at seventeen. Yeah, forgive us if we're kind of you know. Right. We, but all right. Um, all right. All right. Number fourteen. So said, the Atlanta. Yeah, Drew Lock, number thirteen to Miami. If you're all right. following with us, go ahead. Yep. Number fourteen, the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh, that's a good one too. I'm gonna go. Who do I want here? Atlanta. We'll go Cleveland Farrell. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's like an apostrophe in there. Yeah, good enough. Fence All right, number Clemson. Yep. Uh, number 15, Washington Redskins. Oh, man. Another tough one. I want to say Daniel Jones. Quarterback. I don't think these, you know, I don't know if these are actually going to happen. 
But yeah, we'll go. We'll give Daniel Jones to Washington. Okay. All right, number sixteen, the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Christian Wilkins. All right, so now we we come to the Browns at seventeen. Uh, you got both Noah Font. Mm-hmm. You got T.J. Hawkinson. Both tight ends still available. Yep. You got a guy like Brian Burns out of Florida, Florida State still available. You got Devin Bush still available. You got Byron Murphy still available. Did, available. I, did I give DK Metcalf to anybody? Yeah. Yes, you did. Who? Uh, I don't know who, but you definitely gave him away. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know who I gave them to. Um, couple offensive linemen. I don't think they're going to go that route, but you got a couple offensive linemen. You got DeAndre Baker, Dexter Lawrence. Guys like Marquise Brown, I don't want to go that route, but no. You, listen, main point of this, I don't know if we need to go any further. The Browns, if they just stick at 17, will be able to get a very good player. There will be talent available, absolutely. And out of those guys, out of that mock draft that we've done, the Drunken Brownie Bits mock draft, I would love to end up with a guy like DeAndre Baker at 17. That'd be fine with me. What about you? Out of those guys that are left, um, Mr. Lawrence or Attack? No, 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 no. Did we no, say Devin interest... Bush? No, 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 no. Devin Bush would still be available. And okay. uh, you know I'm a really big, uh, really big Devin Bush fan, but yeah, the way you did that, if it happened that way, uh, I'm just saying you have both TJ Hawkinson and Noah Font available, and maybe I go tight end there. Really? You think they're going to go that high? 17? Yeah. I mean, I know that – I mean, no, no, because Dorsey is not the one to draft a tight end in the first round. No. Dorsey would never do that. Um, But – no, I'm just saying, like, because you know, I love it. I love Chief. I love the Chief, but I, I would love to see another young, athletic tight end available. Uh, it, I mean, no, I, I think got I think Hawkinson or Font, one of them will be drafted in the top ten, just because um, certain teams just don't know how to draft, and the Browns used to be one of those teams. Certain teams just don't know how to draft, and I promise you, one of those tight ends will be drafted in the top fifteen. I have to disagree. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's a draft, dude. The draft is such a crapshoot. Yeah. I, no, I agree that one of them will be drafted in the first round. I mean, I think it's hilarious that anybody gets paid to do mock drafts. It's literally the biggest <laughs> joke of a job in the world. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I like I've said before, I don't like doing mock drafts at all. But whatever. It's for fun. What? Well, just our opinions on if we were each of these teams, but mock drafts, yeah, they're a fucking joke. Like, they mean nothing. You don't know. You definitely don't know what John Dorsey's going to do. Nobody knew about Baker until about the day of the draft. And you think about, like, trades. No one knows what a trade's going to do. No. I mean, who had, who, had, who had Denzel Ward at number four? Not a whole lot of people. 
Who had Baker at number one? I did. I didn't have. Ba- I didn't have either one of those. I had Sam Darnold and I had Bradley Chubb. I was wrong on both. As well, that's exactly what I had. Both of them. Or I had Saquon if the Giants were smart and took a quarterback. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, amen. But um No, if that's how it actually went down, I would love to have DeAndre Baker. He's a playmaker. Um would go opposite Denzel Ward, who when he's healthy is a really good player. But on top of that, if Denzel Ward keeps getting concussions and isn't in there, then you have DeAndre Baker now in there. So, and we know that our other guys aren't too bad either. And TJ Carey and Terrence Mitchell and guys like that. So, that was a little, we're not going to go any further into that. Just we wanted to do a mock draft till we got to the Browns pick. See who might be available on the board. Now, listen, don't know if those quarterbacks are going to get taken there. My gut feeling tells me probably a lot. I feel like a, one or two of those guys is going to fall where, you know, these dumbass mock drafters that they somehow get paid shitload of money to do every to year. Get like, to get like 12% of the picks right. <laughs> yeah, like something we could do. I don't know how they got into that business. But their their dad sucks someone's dick. <laughs> Bottom line. So you're telling me that uh, Todd McShay. All right, and... we're not talking about this. Change the subject. <laughs> new subject. All right, new subjects. Uh, where were we? That that was the main topic number five combine recap. Did you did you have anything else? Did you want to go through any numbers or? I mean, no. No, you I mean the numbers. The numbers speak for themselves. themselves. Yeah. Uh, as as the years go on, the numbers are going to only get more impressive. That's just how it is. Uh, don't look too much into it. Really, don't. Every year, is someone someone's stock shoots up because of the NFL Combine, and a lot of times that player turns out to be not very good. So, uh, just just don't look in too much into it. Trust Dorsey. Trust that a bunch of teams above the Browns are going to make some bad, horrible decisions. I hope so. Oh, I know so. All right. And uh, finally, moving on to our favorite topic of each episode, the GFY segment. Uh, Chase, do you want me to take the reins on this? Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, this this GFY goes out to Antonio Brown. Uh, dude, I don't know what's happening, but you are going batshit crazy, dude. Stop posting IG videos. Stop doing all this nonsense. Just go home. Relax. Light some candles. Lay in your bed. <laughs> turn on a turn on a turn on a flick. You know, maybe just go fuck yourself and calm the fuck down. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's my opinion. That's what I that's my advice to Antonio Brown, dude. Just go fuck yourself and chill the fuck out. Uh yeah, listen, we we kind of agreed that this was really the only guy this week for the GFY segment. He's been on LeBron's HBO show. He's been on ESPN. Um, we hate the fuck out of the Steelers. Trust me. Oh, yeah, they're the worst. It's Pittsburgh. 
fuck you. You can also, again, fuck, go fuck yourself. Um, you were the first ever go fuck yourself, but every episode you can for sure go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> but no, AB, he should probably fuck himself because, yeah, dude, just fucking chill out, take a chill pill, simmer down. Um, I don't really know what your deal is. I get, I, I get it. You hate. You hate the Steelers, so do I. Fuck them. Yeah, I hate them so much. Quarterback's a rapist. I know we're not supposed to say that a whole lot. The word rapist. Yeah, Guse, chill. Guzik's rule. Chill. Chill. God damn, <laughs> chill. But, uh... No, yeah, dude, chill out. You're, you're a good player. You're going to get traded. You obviously can control it somewhat because you didn't want to go to Buffalo, so just... Fuck yourself a little bit, relax, and ball out wherever you go next. Hopefully, it's not in the AFC. But go fuck yourself. All right. And, folks, that will do it for our episode. Uh, excuse our little bit of sloppy organization. There's going to be a lot of information flying. Uh, there's a potential for another emergency podcast coming up in the next week. Uh, just stay on your toes. Be ready. As always, answer our polls. Feel free to uh, DM us questions you want us to answer. And uh, as always, go Browns. Yeah, hold on there, folks. I don't know why Guzik is wrapping up so quickly. Because uh, I want to go to the bar. <laughs> I want to go to the bar, dude. All right. Guzik wants to go to the bar. He thinks he's going gonna to get some bitches tonight um but hold on hold your horses guzik five minutes uh we still gotta do our last call all right i'm drunk but i'm not drunk enough that's why i'm going (laughs) to the bar there's mine there's my last call and what were you drinking miller light we already i've already been over this yeah we have to repeat it it's friday night i drink miller lights on friday night Okay, uh, well, I, again, was drinking a couple of uh, IPAs from local breweries here in Charlotte. Hot cakes. That beer fucking no sucks. <laughs> and Sycamore, countryside American IPA from Sycamore. And a little bit of Miller Lite. But, uh, no, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, on things like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast. All that shit. Um, and follow us on Twitter at Drunken Bits, capital D and B, Drunken Bits. Uh, you're going to want to do that. We tweet great fucking content. But this was sode number five of Drunken Brownie Bits with Goslin and Guzik. We're signing off. Guzik's going to the fucking bar. Gonna get lit. Please join us for episode number six next week. Thank you. Have a good night.